0: We did not come here as enemies. We came only with friendly intentions, to talk, to ask your aid. Our aid? Yes. Your aid for the whole universe. But your governments of Earth refused even to accept our existence. Even though you've seen us, heard our messages, you still refuse to accept us. Why is it so important that you want to contact the governments of our Earth? Because of death because all you of Earth are idiots! As far back as
1: educated men have recorded their history, veils have been lowered to disclose a vast new reality, rents in the fabric of man's awareness. And somewhere in the endless search of the curious mind lies the next vision, the next key to his infinite capacity.
2: Hey everybody, what's up? This is Ro. Happy New Year's, and I hope everybody had a good holiday season. If you are hearing this, congratulations on surviving 2016. At the time of recording this, there is still a couple of days of 2016 left, so there is no time to let your guard down. Um, this is a time of year where I like to put together an episode that is usually a mixture of just whatever. Sometimes it's outtakes, and sometimes it's leftover episodes... Whatever. Uh, This year we're not doing an outtakes show because honestly we just didn't have a whole lot of outtakes. We have a couple and I may or may not throw them at the end of this show. No promises. Uh, But what I'm going to do this time around is I've had a lot of requests for another found audio show. So that's what I'm going to do. But also I'm going to take about 15 minutes from our Patreon episode that we recorded last week with Manny from UFO Clearinghouse in regards to a couple of the more unusual and strange cases of ufo sightings that took place in the last year um i'm going to give you guys about 15 minutes of that so just this for whatever you know just so people can hear what goes on over our patreon page the full show is up there and this is not a money bag like that but if anybody would like to become a patreon member and help support the show there's a link on the webpage page at www.projectarchivist.com What follows is a series of phone calls to the UFO Reporting Center that I found up on Internet Archive, of course, is where I usually dig all this stuff up from. Um, There are three different ones here, and the whole thing goes for about, I don't know, around a half hour or something like that. The first one comes from Clear Lake, California. It is from 624, 1989, and it is the wife of a police officer is driving from Seattle to Clear Lake at 5 AM. Witness observed a reddish oval object sitting on the ground with three or four small people around it suddenly she found herself driving on an unfamiliar road and it was 2 hours later so that is an episode of missing time the next one comes to us from kent ohio 328 1967 david morris of ohio observes humanoids and runs one of them over with his car the last one comes from uh, to us from seville ohio and it is from the 1980s there is no specific date that i was able to find And this one's an odd one. A woman observes an octagonal-shaped object, gold-colored and three to four feet in diameter, walk from a field across the road while giving off a rustling sound. Objects returns on the same path and tries to hop up in the air. After several tries, it succeeds and takes off at high speed. To me, this sounds like a woman saw saw a kite or something, or, uh, I don't know, I I don't want to go too far out in the realm of whatever, uh, paper bag, what have you, uh, land, and then the wind sounds like it picked it up, blew it across the road, and then picked it up and took it off again. But, again, listen to the phone call. Um, as with all of these found audio, they are old, they are recorded on cassette tape. I have done what I can where I can to try to clean them up. I have not deleted any kind of talking audio out of these. Um, most of the time I just delete long gaps um, in, in the space there so it doesn't, you know, for continuity of the call. Um, and that I've tried to clean up the audio where possible. So again, the audio on these is rough as always. Please forgive me if it sounds like garbage. I've done the best that I can. Um, and that's pretty much it. On a last note, I will say that I'm not entirely sure when we're going to start really recording again for January because I'm waiting to hear back on guests for interviews. I'm waiting for books to get in. And being that it's the holidays and everybody's busy doing holiday stuff right now, I'm not entirely sure when the wheels are going to get rolling again. If it goes for too long without hearing from these people, knowing Lobo and myself, we'll probably just toss some kind of a show together with odd news, news articles or something along those lines and put something up and get the ball rolling again until the interviews and the books and all that stuff start to flow back in again but until then everybody take care be safe and we'll talk to you guys again soon peace So, what we're going to do is finish out the year here with uh, our last Patreon episode, and we've brought Manny back from UFO Clearinghouse with this year's oddest variety of strange UFO stories, as if UFO stories aren't strange in themselves, and uh, I was talking beforehand that uh, I'm a little out of, um, oh yeah, the the weird audio glitches you're hearing from Manny are are coming from, he's got a different microphone he has to use right now, so... (laughs) (laughs) Cause we hear <sighs> from your end on <in> the mic. <laughs> Anyways, uh, hello Manny, that's welcome my back. My dark impression, so. <laughs> <laughs> <Nice>. Saul Guerrero. <laughs> um, so yeah, welcome back. And uh, you run the UFO clearing web uh, website, which right now yeah. is kind of on the fritz or something. Like you also got the Facebook page, though. You're still posting on the Facebook page, correct?
1: Yeah, I've been posting on the Facebook page. Hopefully by the first of the year, I should have the website back up and running. I'm just migrating it from one server to another because I'm tired of dealing with um, paying outrageous amounts and having the bandwidth cut.
2: So I wouldn't know anything about what you're talking about right now. Wouldn't know anything about any of those problems at all. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Yeah, what's been going on in the world of UFOs and UFO sightings and things like that? I asked you if you had stories, and you're like, oh, yeah, I got a lot of stories. And then you started talking. I'm like, no, no, let's save this until we actually hit the record button. So I'm pretty much going to give you the reins, and you tell us where we're going to go and what we're going to cover. But you did bring up there's a whole lot going on down in Texas right now, apparently.
1: Yeah, it's happening just outside of uh, Dallas, Texas. It's a little town called Crum, K-R-U-M, Texas. Um. And over the last couple of weeks, there have been a lot, and I mean a lot of sightings, uh, UFO sightings, but also uh, CE3s, which means um, aliens, actual entities on the ground. Um, It all started basically, you know, in November, on November the 12th, and what happened was um, the person that was reported this woke up to some noises in the kitchen, and of course she got up to go look and she saw a small what well, she said it's a small gray dude with big black eyes um that were too big for his head and um he had was basically staring in the window at her um he was just standing there so she walked into the kitchen and just stared back at him and then she decides to open the door
2: um, what yeah there's an alien outside my house so i just open that's the door that's a no a mm-hmm. big, fat Is no. that Texas hospitality? Let me just invite you in for a for a what's their beer called? Their white star beer. I'm sorry, Texans. Lone star beer. <laughs> Lone yeah. star beer. White yeah. Star beer. Yes, because yeah, it's a boat.
1: Yeah, but remember the law in Texas says you have to break the plane of the house before your life becomes forfeit. So, oh, you know, maybe lure them in before you take the 12 gauge to it and bag yourself some interstellar, you know, alien or something. Push me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she says he, he was standing there. Uh, but when I walked in the kitchen, just stared at him. He kind of looked back at me in, in the eyes, and almost like he could read my mind because he seemed to get very angry with me. And I looked at his eyes and felt like I was being tasered. Uh, she says she woke up next morning in her in her uh, bed, feeling groggy. Um, you know, but she's saying that this is one just you know typical you know dehydration nausea stuff that she was feeling she says that a buddy of hers told her he saw something skulking around his neighborhood or around his um yard and he had actually tried to take some shots at it with a uh, shotgun and so you know this is one of maybe four uh reports that have come out in the last like let's say two weeks uh from Crum, texas a lot of uh Sightings uh, have been going on there. A lot of triangular sightings right now. That area, there's been four triangular sightings just in the last two weeks. Um, some of these sightings have talked about mile long, you know, mile wide crafts. Uh, some have said smaller crafts. Uh, but on top of that, they've also been having a lot of uh, smaller UFO sightings, such as, um, you know, bright lights in the sky orbs. Uh, and whatnot, so it's kind of being, it's the next, like, Stephenville, let's just say that, it's, you know, it's shaping out to be, except now, you know, we actually have reports of, you know, actual entities on the ground, so let's just hope it's not an invasion, <laughs> it's uh Has
2: it's anybody a gotten any video or pictures or any of this stuff yet, or... You would think so, but I have not seen
1: any pictures, any video, you know... Especially in this day and age. I mean, the lady who first reported it, um, she was 52 years old. So I don't think she's, you know, walking around with her phone all the time, you know, trying to take pictures. But for the four sightings that have been reported, I have not heard anything. Um, It's almost the same scenario. People wake up in the middle of the night. They see something looking into the window. Um, They're compelled to either open a door or they're compelled to go outside. Um, which you know typical scenario for a um, abduction. Um, they're more or less you know the ability to control your mind, make you do what they want you to do um, as a ways of kind of some you know making you subdued, so less you know less stress for them, less you know problems. But um, that's been the ones. It's and this year alone, there's been four thousand five hundred sixty-seven sightings just in Texas alone. Wow. Uh, one hundred fourteen of those. This has just been in the last. The majority of these have been in the last month, but there's been one hundred fourteen sightings near Crum.
3: No kidding.
1: You know that have been reported to. Um, you know, to the Mutual UFO Network. They've been reported to, you know, various other ones. I've gotten a couple of them. Um, right now, if you go on to uh, onto, uh, UFO Stalker, which is like a database, you know, you have all sorts of, you know, reports, all from the area, Louisville, Argyle, Denton, Texas. You know, um, Denton, Texas showed, had one that just uh, popped up on uh, – you know, September fifth, two thousand sixteen, that stood out because the lady saw two crafts in formation, um, and they overtook a plane. You know, with the speed that they were going, they didn't bother the plane, but they just overtook it. Um, so this this year has kind of been a kind of a, you know a pretty good a pretty good um, you know year as far as domestically in domestic sightings. I was saying low, well, internationally it hasn't been that great um there's not been a whole lot of sightings except for maybe some south american sightings uh there was a large ufo or a large uh, triangular shaped ufo that was sighting in uh in uh the northwest territories of uh of australia northern australia that made the news but other than that you know most of the um the reportings themselves have been coming, you know, from the USA. So
2: it's been kind of a good year. From what I'm seeing, I just Googled Crumb, Texas. It's not that big of a town. It's saying mm-hmm. that as of uh, the population census in 2010, it had a population of 4,157, but the population was growing at the time. Um, how close is this place to? Yeah, it's about uh, north, uh, I'd say northwest of Texas. Um mm-hmm. No way it's not. What am I talking about here? That's the, yeah, it's northwest of Denton. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also northwest. It's, it's fairly distance, good distance away from northwest of Dallas. And the next closest one is Denton. So that whole Denton area around there, you're saying, is, is seeing a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's been um, a lot of um sightings, you know. I had one another one here that's from the same town from Texas and her description was all I remember is I went to bed. I was in so much pain. I had a hard time going to sleep. Uh, she says that uh, when I fell asleep, I heard and saw many different light colors of objects moving very fast up and down sideway curves. Next thing I remember, I was inside a ship sitting on the floor. So she I was, was t-
2: actually abducted is what she's saying?
1: Yes. she's stating she was abducted remember sitting on the floor with four grays standing away in a circle uh, you know looking at her um they looked at her you know this one is kind of weird because she states that one of the entities is saying that she felt a very close connection to this entity and she in the end she says "Oh, it's, I call it my son um
2: Grays so, are st- I'm mean, not to cut you off, but grays are still a thing that's still that that's still like big thing in the in the u f o abduction community and all that stuff. I thought that 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 was kind of a trend that kind of got moved away from or whatever It's still a thing though huh
1: oh yeah, yeah yeah, a good majority of your um of the you know c e threes um are gray entities. I mean you rarely get into the ones you know, it's grays or insectoids, uh, which are the mantids, like the mantids. Um, but you don't really ever hear of, like, reptilians. I was going to um, say, are the,
2: are the reptilians still in play here? or <laughs> Other than
1: just, you know, when, you, of course, like we talked before, you have the, you know, you have the reports of when there's an earthquake, someone's always saying, oh, we were destroying a reptilian base. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we nuked it from space, and that's what caused the earthquake. Um Other than that, no, not really. Um, The the reptilians have kind of moved off into the conspiracy theory realms, you know. Um, You know, the elite, the 1% are all reptilians and – or controlled by the reptilians. So um, for the good part, and and I'm going back all the way down to say, you know, early man, you know – even the aboriginals during the the stories of the dream time, you know, a lot of them reported grace, you know, short little creatures, big eyes on some of them, some of them wearing like uniforms or what looked like helmets. Um, There's drawings on, you know, there's hieroglyphics, there's cave drawings, there's Mayan, you know, stone tablets that show creatures like that. Um, A lot of um, European cave drawings show that. So, Primarily, I I would think that if anything, the greys have always been there, Uh, and there's yeah, there's still a relevant thing. Um, A lot of sightings, a lot of uh, sightings when it comes to actual entities themselves, um, mostly deal with greys. You know, most I would think about 90, about 95 percent. Well, of those,
2: finish Hmm. off your report, and then I'll I'll, I'll, we'll touch back on this. But because I cut you midway through your report, it's just. I, I didn't. Oh, I guess grays. I because it's they're so ingrained in our culture at this point. I mean, you've got Lego sets of gray aliens, and
4: mm-hmm. you
2: know, it's 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 just a you know, gray everybody knows what grays are, you know, three year old kids know what gray aliens are at this point, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. anyways, go I, ahead. I,
1: well, I mean, um, well, that's all I have right now as far as crumb. I mean, the rest okay. of them are going to be like you know, the triangular sightings. I had one here that was. November 30th, 2016, um, reported seeing a mile-wide triangular-shaped craft hovering over the city or the town of Crum. Um, he was stating that he was out there trying to watch, um, you know, watch for Swallowing Stars, and he says that when it flew over, it just blotted out the entire stars. Um, it was no other lights, he just says it was a solid black, like there was a hole in the sky. Um... You know, which is typical when it comes to the triangular shape. You know, every once in a while you'll have ones that have lights on them or lights around the edge. But most of the time they're just solid black um, objects that seem to be like holes in space. That's another
2: thing I was curious about. Because for a while, throughout the ages, you've always had the different things of UFOs that are seen. For a while it was cigar-shaped UFOs. Uh, Then there was the classic disc-shaped UFOs. Um, mm-hmm. And now we've moved on to the flying wedges. At this point, the massive flying wedges. Um, are you seeing any other reports out there of seeing things other than the flying wedge, or is that still the predominant? This is you know, or are like balls of light making a comeback, or anything like that, or are we starting orbs, to see other shapes? Well,
1: the balls of light, yes, the orbs, the classic orbs, or like um, what they used to have in Indiana, those old balls. They are what they yeah. would call the old ball. Um, those have always been. Um, that's always been something that's always been a thing in, in sightings. I usually tend to call them, um, at distance UFOs because, you know, when someone says, Oh, you know, we are a mile and a half, we're two miles away, videotaping it. Um, they always show up as, as balls. I mean, of course, distance, you know, you know, and relative to where the position of their, that they filming to where the object is. Everything's gonna look like a like an like a you know orb oh, of any kind right, yeah. from a distance. You know, a ball of light. Um, up close, I've always been kind of categorized into like the, the triangular shape, uh, UFOs. The they've kind of gone away from like the classic. UFO, like what you would see in the 1950s sci-fi movies or mm-hmm. what you would see during the Venusian, you know, well, actually,
2: space. up until that, up until uh, the actual, they, they started being seen as the, the you know, the, the skipping discs with a whole story of, uh look like a uh, disc skipping across the water.
1: Yeah, that's uh, the uh, Arnold, the, the very first one. Yeah, Arnold, uh, I, want to, I want to say Arnold Palmer, but it's I know, I the,
2: keep wanting to say it too. That's yeah. why I can't spit it yeah. out. I don't want to say Arnold Palmer. The Mount Palmer. Rainier. Yeah, the Mount Rainier, Rainier ones. Because like, yeah. up until that point, people weren't really seeing when when the uh, when the Rainier sighting started happening, that was when the shift came to everything was flying saucer. Everything was, mm-hmm. you know, you saw it in the cheesy sixty sci-fi movies where. You know, even like um, Forbidden Planet, we flew there in a flying saucer. Every That was what was acquainted with spacecrafts were flying saucers. But up until that point, you saw a lot of like the flying cigar shapes or the actual, you know, actual creatures flying through the sky and things like that. Once Mount Rainier happened, then it all shifted from that flying cigars and other shapes to flying saucers. And then yeah. I've always been curious as to what point in America or in modern ufology where it went from we're seeing flying saucers to what was the event that triggered the flying wedges in the sky? The flying triangle. I would actually
1: wanna s would actually wanna say that It well, wasn't two...
2: Stevensville because oh God, you know, it was before uh, that.
1: No, yeah, you had the Phoenix lights before that. And that was yeah. a, those were massive uh you know, uh triangular shaped uh objects. But actually the the furthest one I can think of, like say in recent history that were different shapes started coming around were would be like uh you had Texville, which they said was a uh, looked like an acorn, a giant acorn, mm-hmm. um, in that it wasn't a round uh, silver disc or like what you would normally see. But I would also say that you probably saw this change happen after the Rendlesham sightings, uh, because Rendlesham was kind of like a wedge. Um, it looked like a just basically from what they drew, it said you know it's a huge crystal, a jet black. Uh, object that was on the ground.
3: Hello. Uh, I need to talk to someone about something that I saw, and I I didn't imagine anything Uh, in Northern California. I just drove back to Seattle.
0: Okay. uh, Give us a description of what you saw.
3: Well... (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was, a, it, was an, it, it looked like a UFO, and I lost two hours of my time, and I don't know what happened, and, um, and when I came to, I was driving, my son's a policeman in the little town that I was living in, and I, and I started to drive back to Seattle, and he, he said, Mom, you must have had a stroke or something, you know, <laughs> there's no way, I mean, I'm 61 years old, and I know what I saw, and it was like someone had, you know, like... I, somebody had slipped something, you know, to me, and I'm just coming out of it. But I'm, you know, when I came to, I was driving on the road. But anyway, I've never heard of anything like this before where it was a color other than silver. But this was a,
4: um,
3: how do I say, a faded red, if okay. there is such a thing.
0: Okay. What road labor were you on?
3: I was up at Clear Lake, California.
0: Okay, and, and what time of the day was this?
3: Oh, it was five o'clock in the morning, right before five o'clock in the night. and I remember uh, there was no one home at the time. My, my son's a, an un- undercover policeman uh, down for Lake County, and um, and uh, his fiance was working. She's a jailer in, in, for them. And they were working, and I started to drive back home to Seattle. And I was go- I left right before five o'clock in the morning. And I turned my lights on, back down the driveway, and their house is on the side of a hill overlooking Clear Lake. And I when I backed out, I remember you know I turned my lights on, and I and I started going down the road, and got to the there's a, a bend in the road, and then that's all I remember. Ahead of me, on the right-hand side, on the ground, it looked like, I would say, two to three blocks away, was this object, and there was it looked like about three or four little people coming out of it. Okay. But it, it, and I can, I know, I can see exactly what it looked like, and there was little oval windows in it, around where, you know, I don't know how to tell you, it's, like sort of like a balloon, except if you squash it, and it's kind of pushed out the side. It was not. Oh gosh, I sound dumb. I know, I know describing something like that. Well, it wasn't flat, but it was sort of. A... Oh, I don't. I don't know what to tell you. It looked like, except the it had oval windows around the middle seam. I mean, if it had a seam, you know, it, it didn't. I didn't see a seam or anything but it looked like little oval windows around the side that I saw. And it, you know, and I thought, maybe I dreamed it. But the first thing, and I don't remember anything from there until I woke up. Now, when I got to the dead end street uh, where I was headed for, and the lake was down the hill from that, and I could go right or left, well, I would have to go right to get out on out. It's about... Well, it's about 50 or 60 miles out to the freeway, out to I-5, so I would have had to turn left to get out to that. But when I woke up, I was, and that would have been west, when I, I mean east, when I woke up, I was heading west, and I was on Soto Bay Road, and all at once I saw this road, and I didn't know where I was at or what I was doing, you know, I mean, I knew what I was doing, I was driving my van, I haven't... 85 Dodge Caravan.
4: Yes.
3: And uh, this road looked familiar to the, on the left-hand side of and so I turned and I went up there because I was totally lost. I, I, I just knew nothing. I went up there and I saw the house that I had just left but I didn't know who lived there. All I could think of was this looks familiar. I've seen that house. I've been in that house but I, I, like I said, I don't, didn't know who was in it or who lived in it. And so I I had my bearings in so I turned around and I went back toward the stop sign you know where where I saw this object sitting and then I turned left I went back uh, headed back toward Lakeport because I knew I'd be alright if I got to Lakeport I was still real fuzzy and there was a marina down on the right hand side and I thought well if I could just stop and get a cup of coffee maybe I could remember what happened and I remember stopping and there was people out there going fishing or going out to the boats. And I remember asking, uh, which road do I take to get to Lakeport? I've been driving down there for years and years and years. And uh, so this guy that was out there by his the car said, just go up back up the hill here and turn to the right. And that's, uh, nothing was familiar to me until I got into Lakeport. And I saw this big grocery store where we, you know, when I was down there, I'd take my grandchildren and we'd go shopping. And it was Bruno's. And I, got out of my car and there's a phone booth out there and on the front seat of my car that was my son and his wife getting a divorce but here's a name it said Cindy the kids and gave an address that I was not familiar with and a telephone number so I didn't even remember my son but all I had to make you know to recognize anything was that Cindy and the kids and the telephone number and I, but I didn't recognize the address
4: yes. so
3: I called that number and when she answered then I knew I knew who she was and I said Cindy I said I've just woke up, uh, up and I've been I've been driving and I don't know where I've been for the last two hours because it was right at 7 o'clock in the morning and she says well did you spend the night at Howard's That's my son and I said I don't know so then I you know I I uh, She started asking me more questions. She said, I'll be right there. So she came down there, but by that time, I was fully awake, but I could not remember last... You know, I couldn't remember. But at 4 o'clock in the morning, um, I got up, and I got ready to go, and I put my makeup on, you know, got everything out of the house and everything. So I was fully awake then. It was just that when I backed out of that car and started to drive. So then she made me follow her to her house, and... um, try to get a hold of my son and so forth, so I said, no, I'm okay now. Everything started coming back, but when she was talking to me, when she got to the van, you know, to my, my Dodge Caravan, she started asking me questions. She said, well, did you spend the night at Howard's last night? I said, I don't know, and I said, what do you mean? Because I'd forgotten that they were even getting a divorce. I mean, that much had been blacked out, too, and, and she said, well, we've been separated for eight months. And she says he lives up on the hill, you know. And then it, everything started slowly coming back to me. And and uh, it was the weirdest thing I've ever in my life had happen. And I didn't have any bruises on me or anything that you know. Uh, uh, but when I I spent Saturday night, I left about 10 o'clock in the morning from like you know from from Lakeport. Yes. And I spent the night in Eugene with with some family there and when I went to take a shower I have a bruise spot between the ribs and my stomach and it kind of looked like a needle you know place where a needle had been stuck in and bruised me
0: can you still see that?
3: oh yeah okay I'm at my daughter's house right now
0: has anybody photographed
3: that? no 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 my son didn't believe me I mean God I'm I'm 61 years old almost 62 years old and and he just thought that I had a stroke you know and he's um, uh, I had Years ago, I had an uh, experience up there that uh, I told him about Then and I said, I may never come back again if I have to drive at night. But anyway, this was night again, because my, the car lights on my, my car that I was, um, I, I just retired from the last airlines, and, I, and when I would get off work, before I'd jump on the plane, go down, drive into Oakland, run a car, and then go over half of, you know, the real winding steep road, but that was the easiest way for me to get into where he's living. And this one time, the car lights started right in the windings part of the, part of the road. The car lights on the car just started flashing. And something just said no. And I kept going in between the flashes. I kept, I, you know, I took my foot off the brake and just kept going. And it did three times to me like that. And it scared me. And I mean, I, you know, I I remembered everything. I mean, there was nothing, it wasn't anything like this. But this, I've lost two hours now it has worried the stuffing out of me I don't know I don't know where I was or what I was doing or, I mean just you know just when I came to and I was driving and then got my bearings back and it was weird and I don't think he, I don't think my daughter believes I'm calling from her house but I don't I don't think she believes me either but, but. Well,
0: let's go back to when you first started you got on the road and you were starting out and you spotted the object in the was there an open field?
3: Yes, there was no house on the corner. It was not, um, I remember seeing an open field. It's funny, I, I never, it was, I think it was at the end of the street. Now, there's no house right on the corner to my knowledge. I don't know, or maybe I turned the corner, in, but I don't remember turning the corner. All I remember was the road is not straight going up to my son's house or where he, he lived, it, there was a bend in the road, and it looked like, on my right down the road, I could see, I, I can picture it, but I, it's hard for me to tell you, you know. Okay. But it was, it wasn't anything that landed, it it had already landed, whatever it was, it was already there.
0: Already on the ground.
3: It was already on the ground. Okay. And I, is maybe I'm just thinking it was in it the road, because that is all I remembered. You know that the road was down that way but I, I swear i don't know i feel kind of foolish even telling anybody this much of it but but it just worried me because i don't know what my two hours were spent.
0: okay any estimate of the size of the object
3: oh god you know it wasn't real huge um i would say It was not really high either, uh, let me think for a minute. I would think it would be no more than 10 to 12, maybe 12 feet high.
4: Okay.
3: And I would say that it was no more than, if you would measure from one side to the other, maybe no more than 15, because it was kind of, in the middle it was kind of flatter, you know, it was kind of 15 to 20.
0: Okay.
3: Maybe fifteen. And
0: that was close to the roadway.
3: Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. I don't have my phone back in my house, yes I won't have. But I, I want my I want to call my son and see if he'll go down and see if if there was you know anything down there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it just worries me. But it may not it may not have been at the end of that road. I don't know. So where it was an open field, so to speak, where I saw it, it was in the corner of the road. Mm-hmm. But that was, I'm not going down there again at night. I mean, I'm not going to be driving at night. That is for sure. That, that does it. So.
0: Okay, now, are you living in,
3: in Seattle now? Yeah, I, I um, live out by the airport. Okay. I just retired working from last airline with the Airlines as a supervisor in reservation for them. And I've been retired for about three months. Okay. But it didn't have that kind of effect on me, believe me. <laughs>
0: Okay, hey, we'd like to uh, get back to you on this. And
3: uh, I'm sure uh, I, that was the craziest thing that ever in my life has happened to me. And I, I'm, I, you know, I, I'm an alert person. I'm not, um, I'm not somethinging. <laughs> you know, the dreams up something like this.
0: All right. And uh, it would be possible for somebody to photograph that spot in your body.
3: Sure. I don't. Um, yeah. It's been bruised since, uh, since Saturday.
0: Okay. Hey, if, if at all possible, I'd like to get, we'd like to have somebody get some shots of if someone has a good camera.
3: Okay, you want me to find somebody to take a picture of it?
0: With someone in your family, okay. if possible. Well,
3: see, I only, uh, I only have a daughter that lives here, and I don't even think she has a camera. Oh,
0: okay.
3: And I, Both of my cameras are in Burbank. That's what Alaska. Oh,
0: okay.
3: It's... Um, that one spot is about a, spot, a little bit bigger than my thumb, and then it has a tinier spot alongside of it.
0: Okay. All right, we'll see if we can't get somebody in there. We'll have them call you well ahead of time after Thursday.
3: Okay. I, I, I assume that it'll still be there by that time, but it, it really, when I saw it Saturday night after I took a shower, it really looked like something had, you know, something had poked me there.
0: Okay. And if you... As you remember new things, it might be a good idea to write it down, okay, so you okay. don't forget.
3: I, I can I can just see it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just do it, it was just a real puzzle to me.
0: So. We appreciate your calling and reporting that.
3: Okay, is this a government office? I know they don't. I'm
0: not. No, it's a private okay. private organization. It's the National Reporting Center.
3: Okay, because I, I didn't want to report to the government. Offices because they usually, you know, there's nothing to it, they yeah. say. But I know what I know. Well,
0: yeah, it sounds like you've had an experience that's been reported around the world for many years
3: now. Well, this was so weird because I mean, I, I was fully awake, I was dressed, I had my makeup on, and everything. And when I left that house, and, and I remember backing out of turning my lights on, backing out of the driveway, and starting out, and that, and then I saw the, the next thing I knew is I saw this object. So I don't know if I actually went down and turned right to go out the highway like i intended to do so i, I just don't know and, and i'm not one you know uh, I, i'm just alert to everything so it, it was weird to wake up and find myself driving
0: okay maybe we can come up with some answers for you Well,
3: oh, i hope so thanks <laughs> again it sure makes me
0: wonder okay, okay thanks okay. come Bye-bye. Bye. ufo reporting center
3: the, are you the person I just talked to? Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. I just remember. As soon as I hung up the I remembered something else. Okay. When I came to, my right arm was throbbing so bad. And there was nothing wrong with it before I got in the car. Uh-huh. But it's just like my arm had been pulled out of a socket and twisted. and um,
0: That would be up in the joint, you mean?
3: Yeah, right in okay. the joint itself. Okay. And also the back of my neck, I had a dull throbbing. Uh, in fact, when when I got back to my son's house, he they called him on the radio and he went to you know went I stopped at his house and on the way out, and um, he gave me a couple of Advil. I said you know I said I don't have a splitting headache or anything, but I've got this dull aching in the back of my neck. It wasn't in the bones or anything. It's just in the back of you know the back of the neck part. And um, so I thought maybe I better tell you about that.
4: Because I complained
3: a lot about that. I couldn't raise my hand up above my head. You know, I started to, and I, I let out this yell, and I started to reach up to see if my hair, you know, fix my hair and so forth, see if... And uh, when I did that, I let out this yell, and I, you know, and I, I just couldn't hardly do anything for, oh, it lasted probably a day and a half or or so. It didn't bother me too much last night. But it was... It, you know, there was nothing wrong with it. That's what I couldn't figure out. Okay.
0: Now, did you give me the date of that
3: incident? It was Saturday. Saturday, I don't so know what
0: Saturday.
3: that would be the 24th. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it was. It was Saturday, and it was. I left. Probably, I left the house about a quarter to five because I was up at four.
0: Okay.
3: And I left at a quarter of five, and when I when I went to that phone booth, it was right at seven o'clock. Okay. So it was. It was roughly two hours there. From, I can't remember anything. Okay, we'll be getting back to you. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.
5: like for you to tell your story uh, just in your own words this was uh, Tuesday morning I had just got off work at 2 o'clock uh, there had been a thunderstorm earlier that night but uh, it was over about an hour and a half earlier and uh, I was coming down North River Road this was uh, approximately 2.20 in the morning and uh I started up over a big hill there on the road and I saw this uh, orange uh, red glow in the sky uh, something like a fire and I thought maybe lightning had uh, struck a house earlier that night and the house was on fire and uh, I slowed down uh, immediately expecting to see fire trucks in this as I topped the hill but uh, as I topped the hill I noticed uh, off to the left-hand side of the road that would be the south side uh, an orangish-red object, which appeared to be a cone-shaped uh, with a round sphere on top. It was uh, about 25 feet tall and maybe 12 feet wide at the base and appeared to be hovering over the ground maybe two feet at the most, if at all. This attracted my attention, and I was staring at it and driving at the same time, and just out of our normal habit, I glanced back at the street, And as I glanced back at the street, I saw four, maybe five. There were four at least of these, but what appeared to be people from this ship. They were running back and forth across the street. And I uh, saw that they didn't uh, recognize my presence there, the headlights or the noise from my car or anything. And they didn't stop running across in front of me. And I slammed on my brakes because I saw I would hit them. As I slammed onto my brakes, my car was skidding, and I heard this loud thump. And I maybe went eight to ten feet further after the impact with this uh, object that I hit. I immediately uh, I started to get out of the car as uh, just a, a first reaction when you hit something in the street. At, uh, then I thought that that was all wrong to get out of the car, so I sped away down the street. And as i started away i looked in the rearview mirror to catch a glance and uh, these objects had then stopped running or back and forth across the street and they were all standing there i couldn't see whether they were standing over the one that i hit or not but they had stopped running across the street i got home and i just kind of sat in the living room for a couple hours and thought of a million and more different things that uh, it could have been or what i could have done and then i uh, just went to bed
6: Uh, thank you david now if you don't mind we'll um, sort of talk and go over some of this Uh, you were going uh, old what would you judge you were going uh, in speed Uh, approximately 30 miles an hour no more
5: it could have been a little slower
6: now uh, i noticed on your automobile um, that you have the uh, there's a, a space on your grill where it is sort of spread apart a wee bit scratches and then one thing i noticed uh on the rim of your right headlight it is dented too now all of this occurred at this time there was no dents there before because uh after seeing your car i realize you keep it uh, very well in good condition now was this before or were
5: there any dents before to verify this uh there was uh, only the one little crease there in uh, the chrome piece the rest of them were all made by this
6: whatever I hit in the street. And that on the rim of your headlight was made when you hit whatever you hit? Yes, it was. Now, um, we were wondering before we came out, and of course before we saw your automobile, I didn't realize it sat so high, and I thought perhaps it might uh, uh, be that the object you hit could have gone under the car. Would you explain why uh, you don't feel this happened?
5: after i started down the street i didn't feel any thump or anything underneath the car or like i'd ran over it with the tire i either drove uh, right over it or it went off to the side one way or the other there i couldn't say which it was now at this time uh, as you uh, heard and felt the
6: thump uh, in the light of your headlight i think you said you could
5: determine um uh some part of a figure Yes, it was. I uh, saw a a part of an arm, maybe about four inches of the arm, and the hand, but uh, there was no fingers on the hand, only a thumb.
6: In other words, you couldn't tell whether that could have been like a mitten or, uh, you know, like encased, uh, a hand encased in a mitten, or you just don't know, it's just
5: a quick flash, is that right? Yes, it was. I couldn't say whether it would be uh, something that they had on their hand or their hand itself. Could you describe, uh, of course, I know
6: all of this happened in in lack of flash, uh, but would you describe, to the best of your ability,
5: Dave, uh, the impression you had of these figures? Uh, Yes, they were uh, maybe three and a half to four feet tall, uh, built stockily, somewhat on the order of a midget, uh, with the short legs and uh, the longer arms than normal, and the heads were... uh, large they were very large uh, out of proportion to the size body that they had this could have been a head covering but even if it would have been a head covering they would have to make this covering so it fit the head and uh, at that it would have had to been bigger and it uh, wasn't a round head more oblong like uh, a light bulb shape
6: almost Had you been uh, or have you been uh, keeping up with any of the UFO material that has been in the paper? In other words, are you interested or were you interested in UFOs much before this occurred to you? Uh,
5: Not so much. Uh, Every once in a while at work, uh, we'd have a a discussion and uh, talk about there had to be something out there, but uh, no one knew what. But uh, up until I saw these myself, I... I didn't do uh, much reading on it. If there'd be something in the paper, I'd glance through a magazine, and uh, I'd mostly just look at the pictures. I wasn't really that interested. But now I started to do a lot of reading, trying to see if maybe I can find a story similar to mine.
2: Want to get in contact with the show or listen to back episodes? It's easy. Go to www.projectarchivist.com. On the right side of the page, you'll find links to our archives, as well as links on how to get onto our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. If you want to leave a voicemail for us, it's 734-681-0459. Yes, we do listen to all of them. Or if you want to talk to Lobo directly, you can call 203 Yes, that will, in fact, put you in touch with his cell phone. If he's available, he will take your call and talk to you. If you're just looking to send us an email, you can do that at projectarchivist at gmail.com. Don't forget to look for us on iTunes under the podcast section, or you can stream us right to your phone with the Stitcher Android app for free. UFO Reporting
7: Center? Yeah, this is uh, a lady in Seville in yes. the... Uh, uh i live on a farm uh just uh east of seville and i think it was a ufo here yesterday and i wanted to tell you i called the sheriff's department told them about it and they gave me your number okay. uh i don't know what it could have been it was some real bright gold object that was in the field across the street from me yes. and then uh It lingered over there a little while, and then it came over uh, just like it walked across over into my field. And uh, there was a farmer. The farmer was putting out the oats and working in the field, and it looked like it was going to go on. But then it just uh, suddenly made a turn and went back just the very same uh, path it took when it came over and went back to where it was and then uh it was <laughs> well all i could think about was a balloon but it was way too far for a balloon it was a real bright gold color and it was uh oh i'd say three to four feet in diameter mm-hmm. and it uh it just looked like it was walking it I, it was just as if there were a, an animal in it or something i couldn't believe that a, a balloon would do that there was no no wind or anything. then it went back, and there's kind of a swale uh, in this field, and it went to the very same spot it was before, and it lingered back over there for a little while it went back and forth a little bit and then it came out of that swale and went well it was flat and then it uh, it gave it you could almost hear the it wasn't a motor, but it was like. Uh, leaves or something, it made uh, two, three attempts to go up. It went up two feet, then about four feet, and the third time, it went up to about eight feet, and then it took off, and it went southeast, and it went faster than any airplane could go. In one minute, it was out of sight. It was the strangest thing I ever... Was anybody doing remote control around or something?
8: Now, that was just one object? Yeah. Okay. Now, how close was that uh, to you when it crossed over into your field?
7: Oh, maybe 300 feet, 400 feet, something like that.
8: Okay. And it um, stayed close to the ground at all times? Uh, Yes,
7: all the time. It was as if it were walking. <laughs> it, when I, I didn't think much about it, uh, cause I kept thinking it was a balloon, and then, uh, when I saw it taking off to go back to the, where it was originally, like, it was just like it was hopping. And it was sort of, it was more or less like an octagon shape thing. And it was big, I mean, it was too big, and there was not one speck of air here yesterday, and a balloon would not <laughs> travel at this, at the, they, uh, like that did when it took off, cause I watched it till it was out of sight, and uh, it took only about a, oh, a minute till it was out of sight. It was the strangest thing I ever
8: heard <laughs> of. Did you see it come down out of the sky?
7: No, I, uh, was taking a nap, and I took down, looked out the window, uh, south, directly south, and I saw this bright object out there in the field, and I thought, well, what in the world is that? I didn't see it come down. It, uh, if I have seen it land, I might know more about it. Yes.
8: Yeah. Did it ever appear to be on the ground?
7: Oh, it was on the ground all the time. Okay. Uh it, till it took off.
8: About what time did that occur?
7: Between 2.30 and 3.00.
8: Okay. That farmer that was working the fields, did he appear to notice that too?
7: I, I, I haven't talked to him. I'm going to call and ask him. But it just looked... uh he was harrowing in the field. Yes. It just looked as if they were going to go farther, but when they saw the saw the man with the tractor, they just did a, a complete right angle and started right back to where they were.
8: Okay. And how long do you feel you watched it all together?
7: Oh, maybe six, seven minutes, something like that. Okay. You think I'm nuts, don't you? No, ma'am. I'm, I'm 76, and I live here on this farm alone. Okay. Do you think it could be anything like that?
8: Well, I'm sure you saw something definite.
7: Well, it was different, I, and there was no wind of any kind. It was just completely still, and it was bigger than a balloon, and it was, it was, it just looked like pure gold. It just almost shone in your face.
8: Did it appear to be reflecting sunlight?
7: Yeah, I would say so. Uh, <laughs> I, I was trying to stop a car to have them go with me to go look, but there was a, a real deep ditch between the, where I was standing by the mailbox and because I walked out to the mailbox to see if I could get a closer view of it. and uh, But uh, the man thought I was flirting with him, and so he oh. went <laughs> on. So I didn't, I didn't uh, get to go, but maybe it's just a good thing I didn't. They might have taken me.
8: <laughs> okay. Thanks again.
7: Uh, if you hear, would you would you let me know if there's anything like that in there or not?
8: We sure will.
7: Okay. Thank you.
8: Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.